Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the dads drinking bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you very, very much for making us a part of your day. Zeke, say hello to the folks out there. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, you did three hellos this week. Uh, I know. I still think people, there is a small group of people that keep asking me to have you bring back Aloha every week. Yeah, you, know, you can't be too consistent. You gotta keep folks guessing. I wonder if my grandmother tender age. I think we need to do a pick called the Aloha pick that is a cartoon version of your face. In my younger days, my uncle lived in Hawaii, ran a uh, fishing boat business, for lack of a better word. I don't know what it was. But anyway, for his business placard, there's a picture of me killing some kind of like four or five foot fish and just like holding it up. And it's about as tall as I am at the age of five. That's much more of a Aloha genuine pick. I'm just going to call you Howley. Howling Wolf? No, but what the Hawaiians would call people from the mainland is they call us Howleys. Oh, I was five or four. I don't know. Um, whatever, Howie. So, Zeke, we've been doing a lot over the past couple of weeks. It's been a little crazy. We're really excited about what happened the past few weeks, what's also happening in the future. We have some good things planned, some other people coming in. But tonight is a pretty big deal, too. We do have a friend who's with us and his mute fiance who does not want to talk. She's not mute. She said she's mute. She refuses to go on the podcast. She politely opted out. There's a difference. But she could drink our whiskey. She just couldn't talk about it. I'm fine. I'd rather have somebody drink our whiskey and not talk than talk and not drink the booze. True. True. But our friend Will is here. Um, you came all the way down from Chicago, you and your great fiance, Rachel. I just have to tell you that just like Zeke and I, it's, it's easy to tell tonight that you've outkicked your coverage just like we have. <laughs> so our hat's off to you. We raise our glasses to you for that one. But thank you very much for coming. It's been a pleasure, guys. And just I feel like I have to, as a fiance to my fiance, how do I put this? She is mute, but she is very happy. She, she's a wonderful girl who would rather sit and listen to her idiot fiance talk about stuff as opposed to her talk about stuff. Can I just tell you, from a married man, that's going to be a trend. She will like to sit there and watch you make an ass out of yourself. I do it well. Yes, as do I. <laughs> I, I do it in front of Zeke, too. But Zeke just kind of sits there and he gets this... And I, I'm not even going to say the word, but it's a you-know-what-eating grin <laughs> on his face while he just watches me talk sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's fun. It is fun, but we are going to have a fun night tonight. Uh, Will, before we get into that, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. You are down here in Nashville. You have taken advantage of our open-door policy. So tell the folks a little bit about yourself, how long you've been drinking whiskey, what your favorite whiskey is, and, and uh, tell us what you like about us, because I'm kidding, don't do that. <laughs> but tell, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, from Chicago, actually just outside, about 30 minutes down, um, I actually proposed to my uh, now fiance two weeks ago, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, we did it in front of family, and we're actually coming down here to visit family. Um, her brother lives in Nashville, and it's always been a bucket list city of mine to uh, visit. And 
to kick it off, uh, we came down here and you guys, I've been listening to you guys for about three, four months, kind of catching up, starting from the beginning and kind of working my way to the present. I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, I said oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's been all right. But I kept hearing at the end of your podcast, hey, where can you find us? And Zeke's always like Nashville. So I decided to go out of my comfort zone and kind of like reach out to you guys and see like, hey, I'm actually going to be in town in Nashville. I'm probably not going to be here for a while. Let's see if these guys are actually truthful to their word. And they did open their door. I'm very surprised. It was because of my fiance. I kind of hid in the background. So they. <laughs> After meeting you tonight, I can't imagine that to be the case ever, though. She's shaking her head. Like he's he's putting all the blame on you. I think he's trying to goad you into actually talking. But I. I, uh, I actually am. But I can't <laughs> imagine you sitting idly in the corner. But one thing. My fiance are doing is on our way back to Chicago, we are hitting some of the bourbon trail because it's been on both our lists to do. So we're hitting both Four Roses, Wild Turkey, and Jim Beam, and we're staying over in Louisville. I guess we're experiencing some fireworks show or something that's going Thunder on. Thunder over Louisville? That is it. So that is that comes before the Derby. It is an experience to be had. Bardstown is a good place to hit up at some point because... You have Heaven Hill there. You have Willet. You're you're gonna have um, Barton, and then there's new things that are coming in there too, as well in in Bardstown. But as you're going kind of that way, as, as you're up the Bluegrass Parkway, don't be afraid to pull over into Bardstown. You're know, going to Heaven Hill. You could get the Elijah Craig Grenade at the gift shop. That's something you can only get there. The bourbon balls at Willet alone, those are the ones That's that... Barton. No. Willet has better bourbon balls than at Barton. Really? Yeah. My wife and I, when we went last year, the favorite bourbon balls we had were the ones that were sold at Willet, not the ones that were sold other places. But if Willet's doing a release that day, it just happens to be you know, a, a better thing, too. Yeah. So you're going to Bartstown. You're going to, we're, we're actually not drinking anything tonight that is going to be anything that you are going to be visiting. We are drinking Buffalo Trace tonight. But before we get into that, you didn't mention, what what's your favorite stuff that you're drinking out there right now? Um, actually, I'm really excited. I picked up uh, a Michter's uh, limited edition, uh, what was it, Barrel Strength Rye that literally I fell in love with. I guess uh, something that I'm very big into rye right now. And it's something that we did put up to a blind and it did blow everything away. We actually did it blind, never trying it before, just to see like, would this stand up against other rides that we've had, not recently, but had, and to see if it would blow away it, and it did totally. Everybody in the family loved it. And it's something I'm gonna try to grab another bottle if I can find one. Well, I'm so sorry because Buffalo Trace is only 15% rye or under out of everything we're drinking tonight. So it sounds like you came for the right night. But tonight we are going to be drinking Buffalo Trace, the, the name brand release. We're going to be drinking Eagle Rare, Elmer T. Lee, and EHT Small Batch. So that is Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch. Out of these, Will, how many of these have you had before? Um, I've had Eagle Rare and Buffalo Trace. I've been wanting to try Elmer T. Lee. It's just hard to find in a store. And Colonel E.H. Taylor, I've actually seen it. It just came out, the small batch, in a store by me. I just haven't picked it up yet. 
And one thing I should mention is part of the reason we're doing this tonight, and, and you don't know this, and you wouldn't know this, is that Zeke is not a huge fan of Elmer T. Lee. So what better way to see if he really likes Elmer T. Lee than to blind him with it, right, Zeke? Keep trying all you want, bub. Zeke, you're chewing. Like, is there something in your mouth right now? Can you pay attention? Actually, yes. Um, our, our guests were nice enough to bring us a bottle of Whiskey Acres Rye, which is local from Decab, Illinois. It is a young rye, only one year old. Um, you so Georgia that uh, <laughs> we we both some decal decal. We call decal County, Georgia. <laughs> you got nachos. That's nachos. Any rate, um, Fajitas. This is a young rye. We we both enjoyed. Uh, the, the nose was very nice, very fruitful, very um, pearish, sweet appleish flavor followed behind it. And we keep alluding to it, and I promise we're going to get there one day as far as doing just a rye overhaul and then examining grains, profiles, regional difference, etc. It, it really is interesting the more stuff we see and they're fortunate enough to taste. But big thanks for, for dropping it off, letting us try it. And by all means, it is definitely a good product. And thank you so much. Well, you didn't have to bring that, but for a one-year rye, I was very, very impressed. A lot of citrus there, some good flavor, nice and smooth for a rye. It, it had just the amount of spice. It was like spice citrus apple for me. The finish wasn't my favorite, but then when you think about the rest of it, there's a bunch of promise there in what they're doing, especially for a one-year rye. And you said this is coming out for forty bucks. Uh, yeah, forty forty bucks. Um, the one thing I like about this, it's a uh, farm to bottle. Like it's a fully sustained farm that they do. So everything is in house. They're not doing anything. They're not sourcing anything. They're not getting any grains from anywhere else. So it just, and uh, my mood fiance and I both did a tour of this place and we both really, it was one of the first tours we did and we kind of fell in love with it. You just like say the name fiance. It's actually pretty nice. We weren't sure how we were going to both adapt to it, but we both jumped in two feet with the whole like from girlfriend to fiance and idiot to fiance for her end it kind of <laughs> worked out both ways so well rachel we we definitely appreciate you bringing him here and and you being his driver uh we might have to hitch a ride with you on the way back or call an uber but and for the record john and i are both still idiots i'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> our wives never called us anything else <laughs> other than idiot um Let's go through the tail of the tape here of these four that we're drinking tonight. Buffalo Trace is 90 proof, 45% ABV. The normal batch of this is actually going to be 25 to 30 barrels. There is no age statement on this. They assume those barrels that are in there are going to be about seven to nine years, but there is no age statement. It comes in at about $20 to $25. Eagle Rare is 90 proof, 45% ABV. Mash bill number one of Buffalo Trace, which is less than 10%. It's their low rye mash bill. It's age stated 10 years. A little bit of uh, controversy here that it was front age stated and moved to the back. But when you move that age statement from the front to the back, some people get upset. This comes in at $29. 
I should mention this Buffalo Trace pick is actually a pick from the Carolina Whiskey Society. So thank you very, very much for sending the bottle our way. We're very appreciative to have it. We can't thank you enough and and we'll send you something back in return. The third whiskey that we have is Zeke's favorite whiskey in the whole entire world, Elmer T. Lee. It is 90 proof, 45% ABV, mash build number two at Buffalo Trace, which is around 15% rye. This also is the mash bill that isn't 100% owned by Buffalo Trace. It is actually owned by Age International, which is a Japanese company. That's why you see a lot of Blanton's in Japan. Non-age stated, some can be as old as 12 years. This used to be a 20-something dollar bottle. Now it's coming in at $40 a bottle for this. Last but not least, we have EHT or Colonel EH Taylor Small Batch. This uh, was an offshoot of the old Taylor brands that was on its own and under National Distillers, got bought out by Beam, then ended up moving over to Buffalo Trace and Sazerac. It's 100 proof, 50% ABV, bottled in bond. So we don't have an age statement. We know it's at least four years, but some believe it to be greater than or equal to seven years. It is believed to be Bashville number one, even though we don't know what the Mashville is on this one. And it comes in at about $40. If you're lucky, it was $40 here in Nashville. If you can find it for $40, I would suggest getting it. But other places I've seen it be as much as $55 or $60. So that's the tail of the tape. What do you think, gentlemen? Well, the random tidbit on the, I think people getting upset on the Eagle Rare was the fact of it moving from the neck to the back of the bottle. And then, you know, random boards, etc., all saying the end goal here is to essentially follow what, you know, Elijah Craig ended up doing with their small batch and taking away an age statement is the, the simple fear of, well, these are no longer going to be age stated. They're putting it on the back so that it's still there. Once they're unable to guarantee that age based on their available stocks, they're just going to wipe it off the back real quick one day. Maybe people will forget it's age stated if it's not looking at them in the face. Like they have to turn the bottle around and see it on the back. And then one day they're just going to turn it around and it's not going to be there. As we've said plenty of times before, age is simply a number. And you honestly, in this day and age, cannot judge a whiskey based on that alone. Which leads us into your favorite coin phrase we have uh, so joyfully used. You, you get so much joy from it, too, when you hashtag rethink how you drink. And I just want to mention that one of the things that our friend tonight said was he very much appreciated that phrase. And it has been his spirit animal and guiding principle when you do at-home tastings, right? It actually has. Like, um, we've done things where we do tastings, but actually look at the label, and you have a preconceived notion. Like, somebody has something that they know they don't like, and then they see the label and call it whatever you want, they automatically think, I'm not going to like this. But if you turn the label or have somebody, your wonderful fiancé, pour a blind for you and not tell you what it is, you'd be surprised what you come up with. I would agree. And speaking of that, we are going to take a break. We're going to fast forward the tape here. We are going to go ahead and taste these blind. Now, I have poured for Zeke, Will, and Rachel. They are going to go ahead and taste theirs. They have poured one for me. I trusted Zeke to. I don't know why. 
But we are going to come back. We're going to talk about where we rank these. We're going to talk about what our guesses are. And then we will talk about the tasting notes on these. And Zeke, you're always really good at this. Go ahead and fast forward that tape. All right, and we are back. So the way this worked is that I basically blinded everybody else and they blinded me. So what we need to do here is we all need to give our rankings and our guesses so we can get on the same page when we start talking about tasting notes. Will, I would say we go with you first, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read your fiance's because she does not like talking. She's great. We've been talking to her all night. She really is a good talker. I know that she is sitting in the background because she knows how much this means to you. That's the sign of a great fiance right there. She wants you to have your moment in the sun. And she is the most selfless, caring individual I've met tonight. Her answers here, she liked number one the best. She liked number four second. She liked number three third. And she liked number two, fourth. I will tell you that she thought E.H. Taylor was number one. Eagle Rare was number two. Elmer T. Lee was number three. And Buffalo Trace was number four. So, Will, let's move on to you. Give us order from one to four. What did you like the best? What did you like least? Um, I like number four the best. Number one the second. Three is third. Two is four. You you have a very similar palette to your better half. <laughs> what do you think four was? The Colonel E.H. Taylor. One is uh, Elmer T. Lee. Three is Eagle Rare. And two is Buffalo Trace. Zeke, what about you? One, nose and palette. Don't get into your notes. Just give me a ranking. You know, ranking what I thought they were. Sorry. Ranking and the then what you, what you thought they were. The first thing I tasted, I put number two. The second thing I tasted, I put number one. The third and fourth things I tasted, I put meh. So you put second, so you had two, one, meh. Meh. Okay, so what do you think number two was? Number two, Eagle Rare. What do you think number one was? Number one, E.H. Taylor. Number three, Elmer. Four Buffalo Trace. Which I think the fiance and I had the same, at least guesses. I don't know if the rankings were the same, but I think the guesses were the same. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys the answers, and then I'll give my guesses since I have a different order. Okay. You'll tell me if I'm right, and then we'll talk about tasting notes on these. I, I think, like, I switched to, so... You're saying you have a clarification here? Yes. You're You're... You held up your hand. You're trying to signal to me non-verbally, but we, we we do talk here. What actually happened? I accidentally switched one and four. So... I still like one the best, but I think it's E.H. Taylor. And I like four second, and I think it's Elmer T. Lee. Can we see your card for verification? Yeah. Verification? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, <"All> right. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm a little suspect here right now. I, I might have told your future wife that she got one right. I don't know if there was a little kibitzing here. 
Oh, I didn't even hear that. I'm totally. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I'm even totally. Hear that. <laughs> it's not fun if we can't mess with <laughs> you. One of them was right. One of them was wrong. Oh, so okay. I, it, it really doesn't matter too okay. much. I just want to mention here that this is the glorious night. This is my favorite night of all nights. And I'm really glad you're here to witness this. So just want to let you guys know the answers from left to right. <laughs> Guessing Elmer G. Lee ranked high. I'm just, I just want to <laughs> let you guys know your answers from left to right. Number one, Colonel E.H. Taylor. So I just want to, you all got that one right. Congratulations. That was Rachel's favorite. So hats off to her for that. That was your second favorite, Will. And Zeke, that was your second favorite. Zeke's favorite coming in at number two. This is a, a great bottle right here. <laughs> I, Rigged. Zeke's favorite, Elmer T. Lee. I am I, I I'm speechless right now. I'm stumbling. I, I'm not talking very well. Uh, but Zeke, I just want to say welcome to the club. Zeke's favorite Buffalo Trace product that we had tonight was Elmer T. Lee. You guys had Elmer T. Lee ranked last, but Zeke had it ranked first. Good to know. The third one on the list was Buffalo Trace. Will, you thought this was Eagle Rare. Zeke, you thought this was ETL. Rachel, you thought this was ETL as well. So you and you and Zeke think alike, but you're both wrong. Fourth on the list if, by process of elimination is Eagle Rare. Nobody got this right. Will thought this was ETL. Zeke thought this was Buffalo Trace. And so did Rachel. This is why they stopped doing the store picks. They got these labels wrong. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Zeke, how do you feel about the fact that ETL is your favorite? Again, this is why they stopped doing the store picks of Eagle Rare. Somebody mislabeled some barrels. Some stuff got out that wasn't supposed to. Different mashes got confused. I, I stand even more firmly behind that statement now. Sure. Zeke, you, you get to now pick on me. Um, my ranking in the order that I tasted, I went three, two, one, four. So I thought number three was my one, number two was my second, number three was my third, and number four was my fourth. So my order in what I thought is I thought Buffalo Trace was number one. I thought Eagle Rare was number two. I thought Elmer T. Lee was number three, and I thought Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch was number four. Well, at least there's a mild victory here in that E.H.T. and E.T.L. are what I always dog you on as being your two favorites, and you missed both of those. But the other two were correct, surprisingly. So I ranked E.T.L. last? You had Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare correct, but E.H.T. and E.T.L. were flipped. So the funny thing is, is I ranked ETL last, if you think about this, because I said number three was my first, so I ranked EHT number one. I had Eagle Rare as my second, Buffalo Trace as my third, and ETL as my, my number four. And 
the funny thing about it is that Eagle Rare was the one, and, and let's get into our tasting notes here. Eagle Rare was the one that I was able to pick up on nose alone. For some reason, that was the one that stuck out to me. A dark chocolate caramel, thick chocolate cake that over time moved to a floral perfume. I like when Zeke looks like he's pooping. When I say something, like, that's the face he's giving me. It looks like he's pooping. It's not pooping. My notes are simply for what you tell me is Eagle Rare. Faint, but happened to be sweeter than the one previous. It is what I I got it right. Like, I, I got my blinds right in what I told you. So that was Eagle Rare. It came from the Eagle Rare bottle into your glass. That's what you say. So that was... Zeke's nose. Well, what what do you get on the nose on Eagle Rare? Eagle Rare was number four for me. Yes. Okay. Um, the main thing I got off of it was apples. Like for some reason that came through a lot. Um, that's really the only thing I got, particularly on the nose. The taste I got no spice at first. It was really really smooth. I actually put that um, like in exclamation points because it was probably the smoothest out of all of them. But actually, the more I drank it the more notes came through. Like, that's kind of what it, what was interesting to me. At first, I'm like, well, there's nothing to this. And then the more I drank it, the more it came through. And it was actually the one that I finished. Out of the four glasses here, that is the one that is empty. But that wasn't your favorite? No, it was second. Zeke, what'd you get? Very little altogether. I put the nose was faint, but sweeter than the previous, which I thought was Elmer. Palette, twinges of oak. Finally, it leads into some vanilla and spice. Very, very dry. And by the finish, I was just parched. So I said on the taste, it was creamy, chocolate, caramel, and also leather. But the finish was all leather for me. It was you're like, with me, leather. You're with me, leather. But it was a, it was just a lot of leather and dryness on the finish. It had... I know it's supposedly Mashville one and the other. There are some Eagle Rares that get out there that are Mashville number two, just a, a heads up. It it just didn't taste as light and refreshing as those other Mashville number ones did. Uh, this one seemed a little bit darker to me and it, it had a little bit more of those tannins and leather in there than other ones did. But moving on, Let's go, and, and I'm kind of starting from the bottom, because Zeke had Eagle Rare on the bottom. You guys had ETL on the bottom, as did I, uh, which is very, very surprising for me. I don't know how I did that, but Zeke, go ahead. You go first on this one. What were your notes on ETL, which was your number one? Let me remind you. Jesus. I got to remind Punch myself later. I, I know a lot of people that we talk to on a daily basis that are going to love that you ranked ETL number one. I'm still going with conspiracy theory here, just so you know. Yes, sure. Either way, what John claims was Elmer T. Lee. John claims. Nose-wise, it had a lot of dark fruit, uh, very date or raisiny, maybe a light ap- apricot, some alcohol component, but it was very minimal. Palette-wise, it seemed very black cherry. Almost seemed to move into like a, what I would call a Twizzler. Finish-wise, strawberry. So again, that like a 
Twizzler progression just kind of seemed to be there. My significant other seems to eat a lot of those. They end up in the house. That might be where I get that note. This one was probably the softest to the nose for me. Like, it didn't seem like much was there. So I almost went immediately to tasting it to try to get something out of this. Very mellow. Actually, not a lot going on. Uh, not a lot of spices. Not really. I got some fruit on it. But that's kind of why I put it four is because it didn't knock my socks off in any way, shape, or form. There was no, there was nothing like dancing in your mouth. The finish wasn't there. As I read my notes here, and this is the best part about doing blinds, I'm really mad at myself because I should have switched those. Um, Because one of my notes is I'm torn with my guess based off the finish on this one. And that's actually what I wrote right there. But this was a buttercream vanilla cake frosting for me. It's the one that I thought the nose held up the most on. Almost reminded me of the buttercream candle from Yankee Candle. And it's one of those things that I would say it smells great when you first have it. And after a while, it then gives me a headache. That's kind of where I got there. It gave way after it's been opened for a little bit. I got floral notes after that initial buttercream and cake frosting. The taste, I would say it was the darkest of the group. And I think that's why I ranked it a little bit lower. It didn't bring out a lot of notes when I actually tasted it. It just kind of tasted harsher than than some of the other ones that were on there. My finish, I said, it was medium, torn with my gas based off the finish and the spice lingers. And one of the things that I really, you know, I was torn on my guess here and it, I should have gone back to it is that it is the spiciest being Mashville number two. That 15% rye is going to be more prevalent than the other ones. I should have gone back and gone with my gut because my notes would tell me The one thing that we find out over and over and over as we do this blind is that we'll write down notes and then we'll guess and our guesses are different than the notes. And I know Zeke's going to say, speak for yourself, John, but actually I wasn't, I was going to say, this is becoming somewhat repetitive. You read the notes and you say, damn it, I should have read my notes and really uh, didactically looked into this and said, Hold on, what am I trying to tell myself? My notes are telling, my ego's writing checks, my body can't cash. That was a different time in your life. (laughs) When I was at Top Gun? I was thinking more toppers. (laughs) But my notes are telling me something, and I'm guessing something different, and they're just not matching up. Let's move on here. So we talked about Eagle Rare. We talked about... Zeke's favorite, Elmer T. Lee. Let's move on to the Buffalo Trace, which for you guys was number three. Uh, For me, it was also number three. I thought this was sweet and a little musty at the same time. It was floral, like actually being in a flower shop. It was spicy and smooth at the same time on the, the taste for me. The finish was medium to long, but it it almost has a leatherness that lingered for me. Uh, I did like that medium to long finish. I think ranking this number three for me, I really probably could have switched three and two. So I could have 
you know, the Eagle Rare or the Buffalo Trace, I could have gone either way. I didn't hate any of them. I really think this is a good pick. Hats off to the guys at the Carolina Whiskey Society. I I was fine with switching out my order of two or three. It could have gone Eagle Rare or, or Buffalo Trace for me. But Zeke, I thought the nose was muted. It gave off a light alcohol vapor. Palette was an, an unsweet caramel, if that makes sense. Um, it just didn't have the sugar component at the back end to it. Gave off a spice prickle. Um, and honestly, it reminded me of the unsweet tea that I find characteristically about uh, Elmer tea more times than not. Not anymore. Oh, I still do. Don't you worry. It's not what you said in your notes. Hey, look, you Northerners, you, you, you understand. Some people are stubborn. The Southerners will say one thing, and the next day, forget about it. Bless your heart. Exactly. Stubborn till the end. Still don't like it. Finish or do you? Finish dry and blanch. Um, it just, I don't know. It just wasn't much for me. All right. What what do you get on this one, Will? Uh, to the nose, I basically got a bunch of sweetness coming off it, and that was basically the main component of my the nosing of it. I went to the taste, and that backed it up. There was a lot of sweetness going on. Pretty smooth, uh, pretty good spices going on. A little bit of hug at the end. The finish was nice. It kind of lingered just a little bit, but not a lot. So let's talk about Colonel E.H. Taylor. That three of us picked number one. Zeke picked it as number two because, of course, Zeke picked Elmer T. Lee as his number one. So, well, you should only go first to close us out. All right. Thank you. Uh, this was probably one of the spicier to the nose that I've gotten. Honestly, between one and four was a really big toss-up for me. I, I liked both of them, but I inevitably picked one, which was the E.H. Taylor. Um, it had some caramel coming through on the nose. For the taste, like for some reason I got a, lot, a, a bit of cinnamon uh, when I came through. And then the... It's when it first hit your tongue, that spice just kind of knocked it out. And then it coated really well. It was a short finish, sappy almost, I would say. Like it coated really well. And it hung in the back. Like the finish was pretty good. It kind of, I sat back after the first couple tastes and just let it linger in the back of my throat. And I can kind of feel it going down. And I like that. Zeke, do you want to talk about your number two, the one that came in behind Elmer T. Lee in your E.H. Taylor? I, I will, and um, Will's notes were, were, were perfect, and it's funny because I think E.H. Taylor has such a, a novel characteristic to it, to be a shared mash bill. You can always find it, so to speak. Um, Nose-wise, very similarly, I thought it was very warm, very sweet, um, some dark fruit, but at the end of the day, it was just a lot of warm cinnamon with some sweetness behind it. For 100 proof, a fair amount of alcohol was burning off. Palette-wise, again, some warmth, juicy fruit, big red blend. As you chewed it, uh, it, it barks. I mean, it gets really warm. It, it surprises me for the proof how warm it gets. Finish-wise, it's it, it's going to give you at least a side hug. You, you might not get the full-on bear squeeze, but you're going to get that, like, ex-girlfriend you see in the bar, like, Side, hey, yeah, side hug. All right, we're done here. Um, but to me, that's just E.H. Taylor. Like, 
I told them earlier, my favorite pour of E.H. Taylor was after the bottle had been opened for over a year. There's no super age statement here. It's a small batch. To me, it's at least bewildering to the mind that it would take that long to reach, you know, prime drinking conditions. But literally, like 14 months, it, it was the best I had ever tasted that bottle. And I think I was pretty sober when I had this one. I mean, it... it it bewildered me, and it still does to this day, how it takes that long to really progress and get there. Uh, but at the same time, if you have one and you're not a fan, just go hide it from yourself. Come back in a year. You, you might be pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, again, on this one, I, I did get the buttercream and vanilla cake frosting again. I, I don't know why, but... I did get some floral on this as well. The The taste was very full. I think it was that 100 proof that was in there and, and it was a little bit creamier to me. Uh, it was smooth yet still 100 proof. I got nice coating on my mouth on it. The, the finish was very medium with spice. Just a great pour, a great enjoyable pour. Something that uh, I'm used to with the E.H. Taylor a lot. Um, what well, is one of your favorite pours? It is one of my favorite pours. It, it was my favorite pour tonight. <laughs> um, but definitely want to say a lot of those that were on there, I, I'm pretty happy getting any single one of these. I, you know, They're all going to be $40 or under. Hopefully. I was pretty happy. Hopefully. Hopefully. You know, if you find it in the store. Now, Elmer T. Lee is harder to find in a store. We could talk for an hour on that alone. And we could talk about, you know, getting Buffalo Trace products and Blanton's and even Buffalo Trace itself. Um, so, Will, what do you think? Would you actually get these? I would get all of them. It's really crazy because I hear all this hype on Elmer T. Lee and now doing the blind, it's like, do I really want it anymore? Like, I don't know. Like, is it worth this? It's definitely not worth the secondary price. You're definitely going to pay for it over a hundred dollars or whatever. But if it's in a store, I'd probably pick it up for the novelty of it. And probably some of my friends would be like, Oh, I want to try that. But it does surprise me that that's four on my list. One for Zeke though, but four, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> four on mine. Um, for a Colonel E.H. Taylor, for something I never had before, to put one is also surprising. And it kind of makes me want to go pick up a bottle because I know it's available where I shop up in Chicago. So probably when I get back, it would be something I would go grab. And and it's good, right? Cause you, it's very good. You got to rethink how you drink, and now you're actually seeing things in a different way. So <laughs> Very much so. And it's because of you guys and your hashtag. Yeah, we do what we can. <laughs> Zeke. What what did you learn tonight? Would you do you want to go out and get Elmer T. Lee, which is your favorite out of these four? Do you want to do that? I think we both know the only bottle I've ever opened or kept in my possession was a, a random uh, cork taint bottle, which I, I share with people to prove that theory. So, are you telling me for gifts I should get you Elmer T. Lee now? I mean, it throws like a football. I'm pretty sure. How fast can you run? <laughs> So what what do you think out of these? What which ones would you buy? I will say the whole line is fun. Um, this was fun, in in lack of a better words. 
we all think we know our palates, and you really don't until you just go into something, jump in there, have fun. E.H. Taylor, I, I also give you a hard time for. It always confuses me because it, it literally, it's not that old. There's not that much really going on there, even for a small batch. But depending on where in the bottle you drink it, there's so many different stories you're going to get out of it or, or tasting profiles or however you want to classify it. I will also say, probably went through maybe a quarter of these in the tasting, so I had plenty left over. Did a nice infinity pour of all four, and that thing was really fun. If you're doing tastings and you take the time to listen this far into our episode, save a little bit at the end, dump them all into one glass. It's your own, you know, unicorn, one-time pony, small batch, but... The profile, nine times out of ten, I find it better than anything I tasted for the night. Wrapping all of this up, I would get all of these. I mean, these were all my bottles. I provided the alcohol tonight, so I would continue to provide it and get all these again. Although, I may rethink Elmer T. Lee a little bit. (laughs) You know, where Zeke might be going to find it, I I might be stocking up on... E. Taylor small batch. Thankfully, I have a, a case of it in the bunker. Before we close out, you know, it is getting to that time of the night. Will, thank you so much for coming. Rachel, thank you for so much for coming and silently being a part of this. We were happy to have you be a part of the tasting and give your rankings in here. Will, anything you want to say to the folks before you leave? Um, I just wanted to say thank you to uh, John and Zeke for opening their doors and sharing some pours with me and everything like that. And uh, basically letting me be on here and show my limited, and I repeat, limited knowledge. (laughs) We're all in different parts of the journey, and I can assure you guys the better parts of the night were the ones that weren't recorded before. I I think Zeke was off his game after he realized how much he likes ETL. I'm still giving kudos to Rachel. She and I, our original presumptions were the same. Will, you did very well. I, I try to hold my own. Will, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, we hope you come down again. I know you have family in town, so doors always open. For those of you listening, the door is always open. Uh, Will, Rachel, thank you guys for coming. Good luck on your nuptials. Next time we see you, maybe you will be adding a ring to your finger, Will, and Rachel will be adding another ring to her finger. So congratulations. Mazel tov, Slanjavar, whatever else we say, good luck on the wedding. Thanks. Zeke, one thing I should mention is for people that are listening, if you are interested in our whistle pig pick, uh, it's not going to be out for a couple of months, but we might have some of these that we will be able to put aside. I just want to reiterate again, please reach out to us. We'll start getting a list together. We're not sure if we could get everybody a pick. There's all logistics that we have to work out. But if you're interested in it at all, send us a direct message. Yeah, well, I don't know what all those words he said earlier was, but in the South, simply, get her done. (laughs) Speaking of getting her done, (laughs) go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dad's. You can listen to our podcast on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, or directly on our Libsyn website at dadstrinkingbourbon.libsyn.com. 
Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Hey, at least nine days out of seven, we're right here in Nashville, Tennessee. And what I would say before we go, please go on whatever podcast app you use. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. If you don't want to leave us a five-star review, reach out to us directly. Um, But thank you very much, Will. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Zeke. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Cheers. Ciao. Cheers. Thank you.